you sell your home, more often than not, you need to sign an exclusive sales authority with the agent of your choice. Today, we have one of our favorites, Frank Valentic, to go through all the important parts of the authority so you know what to look out for when going through the signing process. You're listening to Real Estate Bright. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent, and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. Real Estate Right brings you the best information in Melbourne real estate to make sure you're confident in making your sales or rental transactions. Why not check out our previous episodes to see how Real Estate Right can help you overcome any hurdle. And if you can't find an episode, we will be more than happy to bring out an episode on the subject you want to know. We're here to help at Real Estate Right. Frank Valantic from Advantage Property Consulting is a go-getting innovative property advocate that ensures that property deals are done properly. He's the colourful character we all know and love from the block. Welcome, Frank. How are you? Good. Nice to be back. Thanks for having me. So today we are going through what is known as an exclusive sales authority. So what is an exclusive sales authority, Frank? Well, basically, you're giving an agent exclusive uh, period to sell your property um, and you can't sell the property through any other real estate agents. You can't sell it to your next door neighbour if they knock on your door and say, I want to buy that property once you've already signed up with an agent, um, if you're under the authority period. And the authority period can be 30 days, it can be 365 days, it can be any period. So you've got to be wary of what you're signing when you sign and, and make sure, you know, uh, we're generally recommending clients sign an exclusive authority for 30 to 60 days uh, to give an yeah. agent an exclusive period. You can sign a general authority as well. And you can give it out to the world and give it out to three, four, five agents, uh, which is not yeah. what we generally recommend because if an agent um, knows that there's you know, three or four other agents working on it, they're not going to be guaranteed to get any return on their investment, their, their hours they put yeah. in then, you know, we often find that they don't really put in any hours and the property just stays yeah. there and no one sells it. Um, so yeah. it, uh, it is recommended to our clients to, you know, sign, try and get a good agent to work on it and sign up. Generally for 60 days is, is the right period at the moment, you know, 30 days um, after the auction. Yeah. So if you're running an auction campaign, um, a 60-day authority period is what you want. So, yeah, make sure if you yeah. negotiate with your neighbours, you do that first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you can sell it to your neighbours versus, you know, signing up with an agent and then, you know, a neighbour comes with a, a ripper offer to you and you've still got to pay that agent. Yeah, sounds good. So do we have to sign a different one if we want to go to auction? Yeah, definitely. So there's um, an exclusive auction authority and then you've also got yeah. another um, authority which is more for private sales, expressions of interest and so forth, other tender campaigns. Um, we always recommend yeah. signing an auction authority uh, even if it's like an expression of interest campaign, because sometimes we will then end up running a boardroom auction at the end, um, and then you you know yeah. you don't have to sign up another auction authority that you know that covers you for both. Um, but yeah, there are yeah. there are two different authorities, uh, and you know you've got to sign the right one because if it's a private sale one and you're going to auction, uh, it, it it is actually not authorising the agents uh, to sell in the right way. Yeah, yeah. Now. 
Is there only the REIV version of the exclusive sales or slash auction authority? Um, or do agents have their own if they don't belong to the REIV? Uh, there'd be agents there that are not REIV members, Sue, so they'd need to have their own. Um, so I'm sure like Consumer yeah. Affairs, the Law Institute or, or their own lawyers uh, would, would, you know, basically provide an authority. We've always been REIV members, so we've always just yeah. dealt with REIV members as well when our vendors advocate clients have been selling. So we, we only know the REIV authority. I actually haven't seen one of the other non-REIV authorities. And I think that's protection yeah. for sellers and consumers um, because as an REIV yeah. member, we have to keep up to date with regular training every year and also have yeah. professional indemnity insurance in place to protect consumers and um, abide by, yeah. you know, a REIV code of ethics for all members. Um, so I think it's yeah. it's important to to deal with REIV members um, because you're more protected. Um, and if you get another authority that's not through an REIV member, um, I'd always recommend having your conveyance to a lawyer check it before you sign anything because you might have some onerous terms and conditions in there which are not in your favour. Um, while the REIV is a you know, standard pro forma um, authority that's been checked and regularly used and tested by you know, thousands and thousands of real estate agents and uh, and sellers every yeah. year. Yeah, sounds good. So in terms of um, expenditures that you would see on the authority, what should we be checking over? Well, the uh, the main expenditures are the commission you're going to pay to the, the selling agent uh, if they sell the property. Yeah. Um, so really check that. And that's usually percentage. So, you know, it's either 1% to 2% of the sale price. So 1% to 2% of the sale price. Um, or it could be a flat fee figure. Um, you might negotiate a flat yeah. fee of $20,000 uh, with the agent. Um, be careful of those uh, three words, GST. Or three yes, I've been caught that way. Uh, GST, because um, if it's plus GST or including GST, obviously that's a, a difference of 10%. Uh, $10,000 fee yeah. is $1,000. So, uh, you know, just be careful that when you are negotiating or confirming things, um, to check, you know, whether it is including GST or plus GST um, or flat fee. Mm-hmm. Also, there will be a section on the bottom of the um, authority, which is marketing expenses. Um, and, again, that will include GST or exclude it. So just check that. And that will generally have all the, you know, advertising. Um, you'll be given an advertising schedule with internet advertising, costs for copywriting, um, you know, photos, floor plan and everything that will then total your marketing expenses. Um, so just, again, check that figure that that is uh, the same as the marketing or advertising schedule that the agent gave you. Um, don't sort of just sign that without actually checking and checking off everything in there. Just a little tip for you there uh, for the consumers. Sometimes agents will put these admin fees in the um, advertising yes. schedule and they try and get, you know, some admin costs yeah. paid or um, it could even be like a window display in their office and you're paying extra for that. They should be things there that you negotiate and try and take off the advertising schedule because often yeah. the agent's just covering some of their admin costs um, and, you know, you want to try yeah. and obviously not overpay for advertising and try and, you know, get the best bang for your bucks. And the reality is that those admin costs really should be part of the commission. That's that's the whole... Well, it should con- Yeah, it should be, but some agents will, as I said, throw in a little bit here, admin um, costs yeah. here or, you know, window display or, you know, um, SMS, um, SMS text messages out to buyers and things like that. 
and they're all costs for an agent because it, you know, it costs someone to do that in their office. But um, there's some of the things there that you might be able to uh, to shave down in terms of your advertising expense because you know once you throw in the internet, um, you know it is a major expense. You don't get many advertising campaigns now under you know, five to ten thousand dollars for a basic internet advertising campaign. Um, so just check that. Yeah. Just check what you're getting, and you know often. Uh, you can you can reduce your internet um, advertising costs if you're not going in as a feature property on all the um, all the websites. So you might be able to reduce the fee because um, sometimes I have clients who say, you know, geez, the advertising is very expensive. We don't really want to pay that much, um, and there could be certain ways to sort of shave that down a little bit without over. Uh, you know, taking over and, and, you know, affecting the exposure you're going to get with that property. So there might be just some ways there, um, little tips there to, you know, instead of going in on domain and realestate.com, you might go in on one of those websites. Um, and there are yeah. now ways where most of the agents will allow you to pay um, the advertising, um, you know, on, on credit card or, or a pay later scheme and you pay a little bit more. So uh, it can be a, a, a big upfront expense too, because you know, five to ten thousand dollars for an elderly person or someone on the pension, they have to pay upfront. Um, so they do have those pay later schemes as well now, which I think is great for, yeah. for people there that you know might be um, you know, their cash flow might be uh, you know quite poor or quite limited. I was I was thinking while you were talking just then about how advertising twenty years ago was still ten twenty thousand dollars back then because yeah. we were paying for those big age ads yeah um which were you know almost a thousand dollars a shot yeah so you know it's come down quite a bit but um and the prices of houses have gone up so uh it's um it's good that it's not as bad as it used to be yeah well the um the internet costs though have gone up a lot too so oh, although, yeah. now most uh, most of my Sellers advocate clients don't use print media uh, to, you know, to put yeah. ads in, whereas probably before they'd use, you know, the domain or age, the Saturday age to put their... Album Weekly was big. It was $2,500 a full page yeah. when I worked at Marshall White. Yeah. Oh, wow. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. But really important, um, you know, not to skimp on getting professional photos, professional copies too. Like, I know you do professional yeah. copy. It's great. You can tell when it's been done really, really well. Um, so, you know, make yeah. sure if you're going to sell that you don't skip on the important things and, um, you know, that yeah. you try and have the property uh, professionally, um, you know, imaged on on the marketing sites because, you know, that's their first impression is looking at the photos and if it hasn't got professional photos and copy, uh, you, you will lose buyers from it. So really important. Yeah. I always try and get clients to get a, a light board um, so you know, if the property is particularly on the through road, uh, they've got the light on and people can see that yeah. be advertised 24-7. So just a little tip there. Um, and another yeah. little tip is don't let the agent um, convince you uh, for a bonus commission payment. Um, so they're, they're yeah. what we call kickers. And, uh, you know, yeah. they, they might say, okay, we'll, we'll charge you a fee of, say, 1.5% commission if we sell the property up to a million dollars. If we get over a million dollars, um, you know, you'll pay us a 10 or 20% um, bonus uh, for mm. any dollar over, uh, you know, a million dollars. And, and they would have always got that uh, price for you. The market will determine the price and, you know, a good yeah. agent will get you every dollar back. So, yeah, just a little tip, don't give agents these 10% kickers, you know, 20% yeah. kickers. I've, 
I've seen some agents, you know, charge if it sells two hundred thousand above that, you're gonna charge you another twenty thousand dollars on top of the commission you've already paid. They should have yeah. got that price for you anyway. If you've got a good agent, they are there for the highest price, and if they do, they're gonna get a higher commission anyway. Yeah. Um, don't agree to that. I think that's a, a big mistake yeah. that sellers can make. Is you know paying that bonus uh, kicker. Yes. Or we call it a kicker. There was an agent out Croydonway, wasn't there, who um who did that, and then they told out they said they told the vendor that they get oh look we think we'll get six hundred for it, um but we'll give you a kicker of you know if we get over seven hundred we'll get give you so much, and they knew full well that they were going to get seven hundred and something for it, and so then they took you know an extra fifteen grand or something out of them for what they needed to do, and um they ended up getting like a seven hundred thousand dollar fine for doing it. Yeah, so I, I think it's uh, it's not in the best interests of a seller. Um, definitely, it's yeah. in the best interests of an agent because they can get a massive windfall where they should have got that that uh, price anyway. Yeah. Also, be careful of the range that's quoted now on the um, auction authority because you need to have uh, a section there which will have you know the, the prices specified. You need to have ten percent price range uh, with yeah. you know, the Estate Agents Act and Consumer Affairs Law. Um, and so make yeah. sure uh, that you check that as well because, um, you know, if mm. you're sort of uh, thinking the property is going to sell 900 to a million dollars and that agent on the authority underquotes it and you sign off on that, then you're, you're basically going to be um, liable for underquoting as well. So if they quote at 700, yeah. 770, for instance, um, hopefully it doesn't happen uh, too regularly these days, Sue. Yeah. You've just got to check that figure as well. So check all the things before you sign them. And um, if you're using a seller's advocate like ourselves, we check all that before a client signs, make sure that we're comfortable yeah. with everything and that, you know, we don't get ourselves in, in any trouble. And, and also if you're not, then, you know, get your conveyance to a lawyer to check. Um, it's a really important yeah. document. Once you sign that auction authority for an exclusive period, um, you know, you're basically um, on the hook and you can't get out of that authority until the um, yeah. authority period is up. Yeah, sounds good. So... Yeah, talking about um, can't get out, what dates should we be noting? So there's an exclusive yeah. authority period, um, and that's generally the way it's written on the thing is in, until a certain period after the auction date uh, because you're signing up with an auction yeah. authority. If it's a private sale authority, then it'll be, you know, 60 days, 90 days, whatever. So in ex- an exclusive authority auction um, you should agreement, you should put it sort of 30 days after the auction date generally. So you're sort of giving the 30 yeah. days for the auction, 30 days after. Check that if you put 365 days or that, that's in the agent's best interest because then, you know, you're basically, um, you know, on that agreement until that period expires. Um, so generally in Melbourne, most good properties are selling in 30 to 60 days. Um, so you should be putting probably 30 days after the auction date there. There's also another one, which is the continuing authority period. That's a little bit different, Sue, because uh, that period, uh, you know, you can basically um, during that period sell through another agent or sell on your own during that continuing authority period. It's not an exclusive period. So you could give this agent a continuing period for another 30 or 60 days after the exclusive authority period expires. Um, and yeah. if you then use that continuing authority period, then you can sell to that neighbour who knocks on your door you can sell through another agent yeah. down the road um, as well. But um, usually, as I said, the continuing authority period gives you the option to get out at any time as well. So, you know, if you're wanting yeah. to terminate it, um, you know, 30 days after the 
exclusive periods up. Um, you can keep it going for 30 days and, and you can terminate it or you can stop it at the end of the exclusive period. So, so there'll be two different numbers there. There'll be one for exclusive authority period and continuing authority period and just make sure, you know, the, the agent there is not putting uh, 365 days or 180 days because um, you, you basically are stuck with whatever those, uh, those days stipulated are in there. It's all good. Um, so what happens if the agent has the property for a certain period of time and we aren't getting the prices we want? We've heard from friends that Joe Bloggs down the road is a better agent um, and we want to use them, use Joe Bloggs. Um, can we cancel the agreement at all or we have to stick to that? Well, if, if you're under the authority period and, and uh, you know, it's within those days you have to stick with the agreement unless you and the agent mutually agree to terminate it. So any contract, uh, you know, rental lease, yeah. um, an authority um, can be cancelled by mutual agreement by both parties. So, you know, if your situation yeah. changed, it, you know, something happened, life circumstances happened for you, someone passed away, we decided to keep the property and you decided to take that property off the market. You know, most agents um, should be flexible enough to say, okay, something's happened, something's changed, and you know, yeah. let you get out of that agreement. If you want to go and use another agent, that might be a bit harder uh, because you know, yeah. if you tell them the truth, then most agents won't let you get out of the agreement because they're sort of wanting to get their commission and they don't get paid unless uh, they sell the property. So if they haven't got a, a, yeah. an agreement or authority, then they can't sell that property. So um, so I think, uh, yeah. you know, make sure you, you sign for the right period at the start so hopefully you don't have to worry about getting out of an authority, uh, is my advice to people, yeah. and choose the right agent. Yes. As sellers advocates, our sellers advocacy service is really popular over 20 years, you know, we've been dealing with all the agents across Melbourne. Um, so, you know, making sure we choose the right agents. Uh, we've never had a client who wants to pull out of a, an authority or a contract with uh, one of the agents we've chosen because, you know, they're always working hard to get the right result and getting the right results versus you choose the wrong agent. Um, so, yeah, I suppose a bit of advice there, don't choose the cheapest agent um, because, a lot of a lot of times you'll get what you pay for. Um, there was an agency called Purple Bricks that you know charged a flat fee of seven thousand um, dollars, whether you sold it or didn't sell it. And um, you know they they uh, obviously aren't around anymore. Uh, they've gone out of business. Um, I believe their their strike rate was ten percent, wasn't it? Ten percent they were able to sell, ninety percent went else somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, um, and and that's it. If you do choose a cheap agent, they obviously weren't working. Um, hard to get you know the, the right results for their clients and therefore they're out of business so um, so you know make sure you're not going for the one percent agent just because it's one percent um, you're better off paying one and a half to two percent which most good agents will charge um, and that you get the right agent and and that right agent might be able to earn you hundreds of thousands of dollars in extra pricing versus uh, you know the other cheaper agent as well so um, so that's the other thing is, yeah. you know, just obviously little tip, don't, don't choose the cheapest agent um, and, you know, just choose the right agent from the start because if you do choose the wrong agent, then, you know, you're going to want to get out of the agreement. And Yeah, sounds good. Well, I think that's it for us for today. Frank, thanks 
for sharing your real estate wisdom. You're always full of wise ideas, aren't you? Thank you. Have you got any special offers for our Real Estate Right listeners? Yes, Sue, always have a special offer for your wonderful listeners. So uh, we've got a lot of Blockhead uh, fans out there. So uh, I'm again offering a special VIP tour of the new uh, block properties when they're completed this year in Bronte Court in Hampton. Um, so that would be uh, for one of your uh, listeners to come down, have a look through all the completed properties, walk through ourselves and, um, yep. and experience the, the new block. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Um, now, if somebody wants to get in touch with you to be either a vendor advocate or a buyer's advocate, how can they get in contact with you? Well, it's easy. They can get on our website, advantageproperty.com.au, and it's got all of our email, phone details. Um, love to obviously assist anyone who needs advice buying and selling in Melbourne. Uh, it is going to be yeah. a very, very busy year and it uh, looks like the uh, yeah. Melbourne housing market is um, set to go gangbusters this year. So um, if you need any advice, yeah. even just to review your portfolio, give us a call. Um, and if you are looking yeah. to get into the market this year, my bit of advice is uh, try and get in sooner rather than later because um, you know, you're looking at possibly 10 to 20% uh, price increases in the housing sector in Melbourne um, in the next one to two yeah. years. So, yeah, so if you are getting in, yeah. the right advice as well. Yep, sounds good. And you definitely need to have the right people on your side, don't you? And you're one of them. You're one of the right ones. Definitely. And, um, you know, one of the things as buyers advocates we're trying to do is, you know, buy off market and avoid the, mm. the option hype. And I think that will be really important this year because, you know, we're seeing some uh, reserves smashed by you know, five hundred to uh, seven hundred thousand dollars and five to six yeah. years at options. So you don't want to be you know paying those sort of prices. Yeah, definitely. But it's always a pleasure to have you on, Frank. Thanks again for helping us out today. Thanks, Sue. Thank you. And next week we have property management extraordinaire on Sophie Line for, from Jealous Craig in Borondara to talk to us about the other side signing a rental authority. So it's a great episode for those new investors wanting to take the stress off leasing their property, so don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production, hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast, contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.